there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, for the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Um. I'm your host of sorts, JK. Today we have Adam with us. All right, guys. Uh, and we have Tim. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, no, Tim. He's still got no internet. Living that uh, gimmick. Living that gimmick. Yeah. As as we said, it is the ultimate joke. It is his. It is his greatest joke. And uh, and of course, he's not here for it. So <laughs> I'm going to try. I feel like not that I've listened back to last week's, but just, I was thinking about it. We can't we can't keep doing Tim jokes. Like there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of Tim jokes if I recall last time. Um and I don't wanna I don't wanna make that the thing now. When he's not here, because people start saying we're bullying him and that, and he's not here to defend him defend himself, which isn't true. We gave him shit when he was on. Um, <laughs> but I don't wanna I'm gonna try my best to not do like digs at Tim this week. Okay. Well actually, should we just have a blanket ban on Tim references right now? From this moment on, no more Tim references. I think we should we should take the stance now that he's he's got no time for us, so we're not going to mention him. <laughs> I think we should maybe make it now like Tim's dead. <laughs> he's not he's not dead, everyone. He's just dead to us. <laughs> We miss you, Tim. Come back soon. Get your internet sorted. Yeah, come on now. Get your life sorted. Come on, Tim. Get your... Sort things out. Because he's missing some good neighbours. He is missing some great neighbours. Should we get to that after you've done all the social stuff and things like that? Yes. Uh, so, socials at Watch Neighbour, of course. You can also subscribe to our Patreon. The Patreon's slightly different now. So, it's still a bargain. It's still just a pound a month. Are we not putting the prices up like every other? No, because... There is a cost of living crisis, but uh, luckily the overheads of this podcast have stayed exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, we're not paying Tim anymore, so we're making more money. That was the last one. (laughs) Yeah, we now just split it 50-50, so... Deal. Uh, but yeah, for just a pound a month, you still get early access to the podcast, but you also get a bonus episode every single week. Uh, And the one we've just recorded is fantastic. Uh, it's got action, it's got terror, uh, it's got a little bit of sex in it as well, I imagine. All the good stuff. All, you know, the, good all, stuff. all the things that like you get warned about at the start of a film, this film's got these this stuff in it. Yeah, Our Patreon's got it all in. Yeah, exactly. So for just a pound a month, www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch. Um, if I'm going to be serious for a moment as well, uh, last week we told you about Kate Kelty. Uh, unfortunately suffering from cancer at the moment. There is a GoFundMe, uh, which we've got a link to in all our stuff. Just want to inform you that it has gone up $10,000 over its goal. Oh, uh, brilliant. So, yeah, that is fantastic news. Uh, Kate has sent a message out as well uh, before she's gone into chemotherapy, thanking everybody. Uh, so if you if you haven't supported yet, you, you can... You, you can still support you can still keep on going uh i'm sure she'll be super super appreciative of it and uh 
yeah, just send out that that love and that that goodwill. You know what we should do this time? Go on. So ours is only a quid, Patreon. Mm-hmm. What about this Patreon that we've just done now? What if we do it for free this time? Mm-hmm. And if if those people who were thinking, oh, that does sound like a pretty good Patreon, um, I'll spend a quid on that. You don't have to. We're gonna we'll give it you for free this time. Um, give the pound to Kate instead. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good deal. Yeah, we'll do that. You can have it free this week. Same and spend your money elsewhere, please. Thank you. Uh, so we have watched some Good Neighbours, and we watched episodes four thousand and thirty six to four thousand forty. Watched them on Daily Motion. UK Neighbours fans forever is the channel that we've watched them on, uh, which. Even if they are going to come on Amazon at some point, I'm still going to watch them on Daily Motion. Because I, you know what, I agree. I quite like it. I quite like the idea of getting it, logging into, getting on Daily Motion, getting on that that um, playlist for the episodes from 2002, which we, we're watching at the moment. And, and that like... one at the top always starts at the beginning. It's Lynn <laughs> telling Mark that she doesn't want to so give him Steffi's Steffi's ring. I'm so fucking sick of that clip. It comes up every time. Every fucking time. And it comes on really loud as well every fucking time. Yeah. And I like, for fuck's sake, put their volume down. Yeah, because we all know how that ended. <laughs> we do. And uh, I also like as well, because it's it's they're taken from a video cassette, so it's a little bit grainy. It's full on uh, retro, isn't it? It really the is. Nostalgia. Yeah, it sets you right in that time zone. So, I mean, thank you, Jeffrey Bezos, for saving neighbours, but... We're going to stick to Daily Motion for the time being. Yeah, um, yeah. We we like we we like the original. We like it authentic. Uh, just like us, we are original, and authentic as well, aren't we? We would say. Uh, so storylines this week. We usually like to finish on him, but he's going out first today. He's he's starting off a, a well, bumper podcast. Uh, it's the ego. We're paused, like we get, we like that's where the music goes. <laughs> <laughs> What's he been up to this week? If we do pause, it does make the editing bit really easy. So thank yeah, you for that. What has he been up to this week? Well, last week, of course, he got he hired a violin player to woo Penny. We're not quite sure of the motivation, whether it was to get back a D or he just really wanted to bang Penny again, uh, or he really does love her. Who knows? Uh, but it's worked an absolute treat. Because Penny, the violin player is not even finished. And she's like, right, can we go shag now? She is. She, she don't waste no time at Same all. Way. Like she could have played this a little bit. Well, that's a good start. But she was like, whoa, violin. Let's go. Let's go. Is there a disabled toilet around? R- wow. Is that is that the go-to? <laughs> if you're in a rush, yeah, disabled toilet's probably. Agreed. And there's that like little handle. Yeah. That, yeah. It's a rail. And like you, you think what's the rail for? It helps. It helps balance. It helps. You know, if you get a bit tired, use <laughs> the rail. Yeah, I do usually need a good rest halfway through. So, uh, but Darcy doesn't want him. He wants to do it the right way. So he turns it down and says, "No, we're going to do things the right way. The right way for everybody involved." Uh, 
Pennywise like, all right, well, if you're not going to shag, you're going to take me some private dining then? And he's like, no, let's go to the movies. So they go to the movies, and it's not its not an action flick. It's not like somebody jets getting in the sky, taking down terrorists. It's a rom-com. Uh, I imagine it's probably like Love Actually or something. That was out in 2002, I think. I think it was about that time. Yeah, so something like Love Actually. And Penny's like, I can't believe you wanted to go see a rom-com. And can't believe you cried, you massive pussy. And Darcy's like, well... I'm in touch sensitive with guy. I'm a sensitive guy. What's your favorite rom com? Ooh. Because Love Actually is. I would hate. Like, Love Actually is a great film, I think. I think it's a great Christmas film. It's a great rom com. I. There's not many Christmas films that I probably watch every year anymore because now I've fucking seen them all and then meh. Um, I watch Love Actually every year, I think. I think it's good. Yeah, I like Love Actually. I really like. I do really like Bridget Jones as well, to be fair. I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the others. I think the other. I don't think I've seen the others. First, well, first one. First one's really good. First one is really, really good. It's That's you, a bit Christmassy and, too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think some of it. Yeah, I think the end of it is over Christmas because I'm pretty sure they're kissing in the snow. Spoiler alert to a yep. 20 year old film. Uh, but I didn't tell you who she was kissing. No. I'm going to be honest. If you've not seen Bridget Jones by now, come on. Come on. Get Although, on. book is better than the film. <laughs> it's not. It's and not. some of you listeners might think that the book is better than the film as well. That the book is always better than the film. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. He's playing a different kind of game here. He's is he playing a game? I've got a theory about what he might be doing, because it goes on. Like, so my theory is, because it goes on, doesn't it? He comes in with a big surprise for her. She's at work in the coffee shop. He comes in with a big surprise and she's like, are we going to go shag? And he's like, well, no, actually, I'm being a sensitive guy. And she says, right, are we? have you got me a present? Are you going to take me to Lanzini's for a meal? Lanzini's. Don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever seen Lanzini's, but it's the go-to place if you go in for a bit of romance. Yeah, I think if Lasseter's is booked out, yeah. you go Lanzini's. Yeah. Um, he says, no, better than that. We're going for dinner with my mum. His mum's coming. I'm, Carmel. I'm very excited about this. I'm looking forward to this as well. So she is Susan's sister. We'll get to Susan in a bit. But mm-hmm. he's, she's also Darcy's mum. And he's, he's inviting Penny to go for dinner with his mum, which is a big step. Fuck me. It's not just, you know, shagging a dis- disabled title. This is the real deal. So he's doing all these things to make it seem like a proper relationship. A little bit later on, there's a blackout in Neighbours this week. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, part of it, though, is they play Truth or Dare. We'll get to that game. But Penny says Truth or Dare. Darcy says Truth. A little bit gutted. I wanted to see him do a bit of a dare. <laughs> Could have been anything. Um, and she says, are you going to dump me? Like, are you going to let me down? Easy sort of thing. And he says, no, quite the opposite. My theory is he's going to ask her to marry him because then he can say when the hospital police come and say, whoa, struck off or wanked off, he can go, well, actually, this is the real deal. This is a real relationship. We're going to get married. It's not just for a quick shag in the disabled toilets using the handrail. 
it's the real thing. And they'll go, whoa, real thing? Should we let this guy off then? So, struck off, wanked off, or let off. Oh, he's, I think he's going to get. He's I think he's going to get let off. Yeah, there is, and as well, you can't legally make your uh, your husband or your wife uh, testify against you. How do you know this? I think it's a plot point. Have you looked into talk. this for some unfortunate <laughs> reason? <laughs> What have you done now? Just handy to know, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a plot point in Better Call Saul. Uh, okay. You, can, you can't legally make your wife or husband pros- you know, testify against you. So, yeah. And I think he's working Technically, she'd be the complainant there. So, yeah, I think he's yeah, maybe gained the system. I haven't thought of that. Well done, Darcy. Well done. Uh, I am very excited to meet Darcy's mum. What um, are you expecting? Just a Darcy with longer hair, I imagine. Is she going to be a wild character or a bit more, whoa, I can't believe my son's being such an oh, ego? I don't know, actually, yeah, because he's, he's he's got it. I always do this. I look at people and imagine what their parents were like, especially with someone's a massive cunt as well. I was like, what must your parents be like for you to end up this way? Yeah, um, but you, you, like, come on. I'm thinking about, I'm, like... You you did very well, <laughs> like, and you and you and you've admitted a couple of times you're a bit of a con. <laughs> but yeah, so she's either she's either Darcy in a skirt and just yeah. full on swagger, or maybe she's just completely oblivious uh, to to who and what Darcy is. Uh, he but... said it's a couple of weeks, but do you think we might see her in the next five episodes? We're only watching oh, five. We're only going to watch five, right? Yeah, five seems sensible, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully expecting to see her next week. Okay, cool. Because they've mentioned it in a couple of different storylines now, because obviously the Susan one, we'll get to Don't worry, we'll get to Susan. Calm down, we'll get to it. Calm down, calm down. Uh, and Dee, as well, is this, like, talking to Penny going, I want to meet the mum who made Darcy Tyler... She's all keen to meet this this woman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to to look forward to that. And Darcy wants to meet Penny's parents as well. We won't see Penny's parents. No, no, we won't see them at all. Uh, I'm very excited. So that's what the ego's been doing this week. What do you want to know? What Flick's been doing this week? Um, I do because we we have to. But <laughs> I'm still not a fan of this girl at all. Apart from the obvious, I'm not a fan. She's so annoying and not likable at all. Do you remember? Do you remember what we said last week as well? What we predicted? I don't go on. No. Well, maybe you should listen to the podcast. Re- listen to the podcast, and you'll you'll be reminded of it. But don't worry, I can do that for you now as well. Uh, we said that she'll probably just send in an email and dump him. Uh, she's sending the 2002 version of an email. She's writing him a letter. Literally, the first scene when we watch these fires episodes is going. Dear Mark, you're dubbed. <laughs> and it even gets the voiceover treatment as well, which you know it's Oh, serious. yeah, I like a bit of that. The voiceover treatment. Uh, so, yeah, she's writing him a letter going, listen, bored now, see you later. And that it does yeah. seem to be the reason. It does seem like bored now, see you later. Because he's been a bit clingy in that, but he's not been any worse now than he was 
originally. He's not like suddenly become a cunt. He was always a bit of a cunt. So yeah. I don't like it is just her getting bored and decide and Stew has decided I think we spoke about it last week. He's decided he's joining the army. Mm-hmm. So she's decided so she's almost like just flitting between one to the other. Not a fan. She's oh no, and just really ungrateful. She's bought him. A, he's bought her a DVD player. Two. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking prime. Yeah, that's prime real estate. That. But yeah, like he's yeah he's not changed. He's not changed at all. She knows what he's like. Uh, when she started shagging her sister's fiance, she knew exactly what he was like. But yeah, yep. he just kind of showed up after work. Should we watch a DVD? Should we have a nice meal? Just kind of. Normal couple stuff. Yeah, he didn't want to do with Steph. Um, but yeah, she she is she is absolutely bored. Uh, but he but then I think he he is, he does start to get a little bit manipulative. He can see stuff's going wrong because he does call when he's on his trip away and interrupts the letter. And she's like, "For fuck's sake, I can't write this letter now. I've lost my train of thought." <laughs> kind of like me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! So she's like, right? She 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 does decide to bump uh, to dump him in person. And he's like, oh, well, you can't really dump me because I've just got you a puppy. Yeah, the puppy was a bit manipulative. That was, was like, well, yeah, you can't dump me now. We've got this. We're going to have to have this puppy together. Um, bit cheeky. She's not asked though, really. She goes, oh, brilliant. Ten minutes later, she goes, still dump me. Still, yeah, still dump me. Well, she finds out Stu's gone to the army. She finds this out during shift while she's at the coffee shop. And she's like, right, sorry, Harold, I've got to go. Storms out. Mark walks in and goes, hiya. She literally just fucking shoves him out of the way. She goes, I'm, yeah. off to sh- I'm off to see Stu. Fuck you. And he's just like, for fuck's sake. She does, And you see Stu on the coach. He's at the back, so it's perfectly set, so you can see you in the background. Yeah, she's in the, running in the back running. window, she's like, she runs up. And you think... Like he's looking, like he's gonna look around any second now. He's gonna look around. He's just he's gonna feel the presence of Flick, and he doesn't surprisingly. No, uh, he just carries on looking, and Flick gives up and goes, oh, "I don't even want that bus anyway." Yeah, he's off dead. on the bus to the army, off he pops, and we, and I thought that was the last we will see of Stu. No, no, nope. uh, no. We will see Stu very very shortly. Don't worry. We'll get to we'll that get to, though. We'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Get to that. A uh, little bit more flick stuff. She returns the dog to Mark. She's like, "Yeah, I brought it to the coffee shop. It's out back. Don't worry, it's tied up. It's I tied this dog up. I tied this dog up. It's probably fucking petrified and scared for its life. But don't worry, it's outside. And here's your fucking DVD player. Uh, puts it in his car, and she's like, "Right, I'm off to it's Steph's birthday. I'm off to uh, Michelle's birthday. Oh, Michelle's birthday. Yeah, it's Michelle's birthday. Do you think? Because it's only just been Steph's birthday as well." Lynn and Joe have a, a time of year that they like to shag, don't they? Well, it does seem like it. Every year they remember their first date. Bit bit of a shag. Bit of a shag. Months later. Bit of dogging. That pops another scully. <laughs> but, the, yeah, this, so this wound me up as well. So she's going to this family birthday for Michelle. It's her 16th birthday. Um, and the, Lynn's been playing, playing flick a little bit, playing Steph a little bit, going, oh, well, the other one wants you to come, so we're all going to do it for Michelle. We're having a nice birthday. It's going to be really nice. So both of them eventually go, oh, fucking hell, all right then. So Flick knows exactly who's going to be at this party. It's at the Scully's house. 
She knows Joe is on the edge with her anyway and that he hates Mark. She knows Lynn's tried her best. She knows Steph's going to be there. She knows it's a little sister's 16th birthday. And she says, yeah, I'll, I'll have a lift to my house in Mark's fancy car. That's obviously Mark's car because it's like a little red BMW sports car or Porsche or whatever. I'll do that. And I'll wait outside the house in the car and talk to you for a little bit. I won't get you to drop me off around the corner or jump out quick and just get in the house. I'll sit outside in the car with you for a while so that all the family can fucking see me that you've dropped me off. Yeah. What a dickhead. <laughs> and then, yeah, so Joe clocks it straight away. He's like, well, that's Mark's car. And there's Flick in the car. Yeah. Thought they, thought they were, uh, thought they were broken up, but obviously not. Uh, and then Mark decides to lock her in. He doesn't want her to leave. He's like, no, let's talk about this. Uh, locks her in and then drives off. Yeah. So, so that's not nice. That's him being, in, being a massive knobhead. Yeah. Um, but she hadn't helped herself. Why get in the car with someone you've just dumped just to get a lift home? Yeah, mental. Come on. Yeah, mental. Um, and Joe sees this and goes, well, obviously she doesn't want to come. She wants to go off with Mark. She doesn't care about this family anymore. Uh, she does show up later on and says, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry I'm late. Uh, kind of got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> little bit of kidnapping going on. A <laughs> little bit of kidnapping going on. But don't worry, it was only a little bit. Of, it was only a little bit of kidnapping. Well, a little bit's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> yeah, she's... Oh. How, how she's long not, she never helps herself, does she? No. How much longer is she in the show for at this point? Because at this point, I... I would quite like her to leave the show. So at this, like, either last podcast or the one before, we were into, introduced to Nina Tucker for for two minutes, and then she fucked off to China. <laughs> we know she comes back at some point. I think there's almost a... Valance goes, good room yeah. in. I think there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, let's, let's hope Nina Tucker gets a nice, safe trip back from China. Um, so let's talk about Stu. He has gone to the army. Before he goes to the army, though, he does have some really nice scenes with Tony, just generally arsing around and yep. just shooting the breeze, uh, talking about his... Shooting some water pistols. Shooting some water pistols. Yeah, they are dressed in army hats and they are shooting each other with pistols uh, and trying to shoot beer into each other's mouths. And they're just... Yeah, they're just arsing around, having some nice scenes together. Yeah, because this is like the last, like, Lance, it was told he had the house, the house of Trouser, and, yeah. like, Lance left, <laughs> Joel left, Stu's left, leaving. So it's nice that this is the kind of the last one. I don't know what happens after this with Toadie. Um, I'd be interested to see if the house of Trouser continues in some way, if he gets a new roommate, because um, at the moment it's just him and Dee living in the house. Don't... We'll get to that, though. We will get to that. Uh, there was also a good little reference to... Because uh, the actor who plays Stu was on the Australian Big Brother. Oh! That's how he came to fame. Uh, he won that, I believe. Uh, so he does do a little bit of, Big Brother, you are leaving the house kind of thing. And that, in fact, was a... Oh, nice. Cool I missed reference. that. But, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, but don't worry. We You think, oh, fuck, that's it. Stu's gone. No, don't worry, because we see him at the barracks. Because Dee's just showed up there. I'm absolutely 100% certain you can't just show up to an army barracks. No. She literally just turns up. She hasn't phoned ahead in any way. She's turned up. 
just at the at the front door and gone, "Hi, uh, Stu in." Because <laughs> <laughs> we, no we do see him doing some drills and stuff, and he looks so all... the drill right. <laughs> so the drills. So he's bit, he's literally got the bus the the episode before. So it's the day before at the at the early like the latest, the earliest whatever. He's got off the bus. He's at the barracks. Next time we see him, he's in full army uniform, and he's doing the bleep test. <laughs> like he's, he's there's no like bedding in period. He's in like he's not sh- getting shot. He doesn't get shown round at any point. He doesn't get his head shaved or there's nothing to do with it. He's he's doing a bleep test. The bleep test as well. He runs back and forth three times, about ten meters. And then the the drill sergeant goes, "I'll make a soldier out of you, son." Like he's literally done. I the bleep test was fucking harder than the drill he's just done. The bleep <laughs> test was fucking hard. It was designed. It's, it's designed to get the best. Designed out. to hurt. It's designed yeah. to bring pain. It's designed to put you in a place you never thought you'd be. Exactly. And he ran up. He might as well run up and down a playground three times. <laughs> There's nothing to it whatsoever. The it does look like it was filmed in the playground as well, to be it honest. <laughs> but yeah, D just shows up just because Stu's left some stuff behind, I think. I, don't, I, I wasn't even sure of the reason. Yeah, that's all he's left there, so I'm just going to drop it off at the army. So yeah, she shows up at the front door. Hiya, I'm D. Can I come in and flirt with all your... <laughs> oh, and please. she does. And I was glad, I was glad. Because a couple of weeks ago, obviously, we had the cockometer and she was just like wanting cock every two seconds on the show. And it kind of died down a little bit. She was trying to do up the house. Um, and I was thinking, whoa, how come this has died down? She has not actually had any cock yet. So this was nice to see that actually, don't worry, Dee still wants some cock. Because yeah. she goes and- to the army, she's, she's saying how nice it is. She speaks to Drew before she goes about how she likes a guy in uniform and all that kind of shit. And she shows up and literally, within two minutes of being there, she's got 20 soldiers around her. And she's in a just, circle. Yeah, she's yeah. just giving it giving it the big one. Um, so I quite, I quite like Flirty D, so I thought that was quite good. Yeah. It's... And she doesn't leave the barracks empty-handed. <laughs> no, she certainly doesn't. I don't know how, don't know how this, got, this is pulled off either. So it's weird that she just fucking shows up, knocks on the door and says, can I come in and see Stu? And you go, yeah, all right, you're fit, come on in. She leaves with one of the soldiers as well. <laughs> she lit- it's almost as if she's she's just gone in, picked what she wanted, and fucked off. <laughs> and this kid is, you know, probably wanted to be in the army. He might have had a real tough upbringing, you know, foster home to foster home. Uh, doesn't really know where to go. Lands on the army because it's a good thing to do, and you know, it's a good way to let out all that aggression and and do something good, and, and you know, serve the country that has you know served him by putting him through all these these foster homes over the years, et cetera, et cetera. And he's seen D and gone, I'm never going to get this chance again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all that. Because she's bang up for it. And then it just so happens he's got leave that weekend that D has shown up. No, he absolutely just quit. He just went to his side and went, I'm quitting. I'm sorry. This yeah. is... Have you seen her? I'm going. So this is this is Private Ray. He's called <laughs> Ray. <laughs> he hasn't got a last name. He's just called Ray. Uh, yeah, and he brings him home. They go out for some drinks. Lots big night out. Big, big night out. And they come home in the, the early hours. Uh, and they're a bit loud because they're a bit pissed. Um, and it wakes up Tony, and he's pretty annoyed by this, as you would be getting woke up at 4am. 
you're trying to get a good night. You know, he's working at the Blasters now. It's not a job he wants to do. It's not what he's qualified to do. Uh, hotels are, you know, late nights, early mornings. You're not getting much sleep. So when you do try and get some shot eye, the last thing you want is to fucking hear D getting banged next door. Well, she didn't get banged because she's very, <laughs> very keen to make it clear that Ray would be sleeping in the spare room. Ray didn't want to sleep in the spare room because D would be next door. So she went, okay, you can sleep on the sofa then. Again, Ray wasn't too happy, but a bit pissed. Maybe shagger in the morning. That's kind of what the vibe I got like from him. Yeah, once you've been, you know, once you've had a couple of drinks, he's you know, it's not always what? easy to stand to attention, is it? Oh <laughs> what an army pun there. Uh so they went, yeah. Private Ray wants to take uh, D out for a nice meal. So again, he tries the private dining or he tries the restaurant. And Tony's like, no, we're fucking fully booked up. You can't just rock up. Uh, and he's pretty arsy with D. Um, so D comes back later on and they, they fucking tear strips off each other, these two. There is a lot of anger in these conversations. Where do you think this is coming from, this anger? I don't know. Tony does not seem happy since D has brought Ray home. No. Like, you could have absolutely chalked up him just being annoyed that he's been woken up when he's trying to get some sleep. But he's stewing over, he's stewing over it at home. Mm-hmm. Why well, did that? That's another pun. Um, he's playing darts. And he has a go in for being rude. And Toadie and Toady just lets fucking rip. She's, he's like, well, you know, Stu's left, you know, a flick. Joel, Joel a flick. Joel off. Yeah, you stop, pick, stop picking these guys who obviously aren't right for you, who don't care. I, I, I got respect for you. You should have respect for yourself. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. D does not take kindly to this. Why should she? And it is frosty to say the least between the two of them. Yeah, and then but D gives it back though. You know, yeah. She's like, yeah, you were trying to fucking shag Maggie. Yeah. She's not even that hot, like... Yeah, she was a terrible actress and her family were fucking shit as well. They were the worst family ever. That's what she said. <laughs> and she's like, right, this is really fucking personal now. So our friendship's on the line here. So you need to fucking figure out why you're so angry at me or this friendship is done. Uh, and we told you we'd get to it. There's a blackout in Erinsborough. Um I'm a, due to the heat, I imagine. I imagine there's rolling blackouts in Australia all the time. Is that an Australia fact? That is an Australia fact, yeah. Always blackouts. And it affects everyone. Uh, Steph and Drew are at home. Uh, Libby's with Susan, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, but so don't worry, we'll get to that. We'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get to that. Uh, I like a blackout, mate. I like, I like the one um, in Friends. Um, in one of the early episodes of Friends, when there is a blackout, it's a good plot device. I think I don't. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's it's cliche or things like that. I quite enjoy the blackout as a thing. It means things can happen. There's a little bit of I don't know tension in the air. Maybe um, not intimate. Yes, I love a bit of that. Yeah, and it's unexpected, so it kind of breaks the norm. So people might be more inclined to do things that aren't the norm. Yeah, under the. Over of darkness. So Harold's like, well, there's no point. Oh, cafe's fucked. Can't can't make any coffees. Can't make any sandwiches. Let's fucking close. And Penny's like, don't worry. I'll lock up. You get yourself off home, Harold. Uh, I will lock up. And Das is here. We're just we're just gonna sit and eat our lunch here. He's he's bought he's brought a nice lunch. 
we'll just say, yeah, and then I'll lock up, no problem. Steph and Drew try to eat at home, and they're like, oh, this is a bit shit. Should we go out and see what everyone else is doing? Let's go see what everyone else is doing. And then Dee's still on the bender with uh, Private Ray. Uh, they end up at the coffee shop too, and they're all just uh, at the coffee shop. And then somebody says, oh, this is just like camping there, despite the fact it's indoors. Yeah. Uh, and then someone, I think Penny goes, oh, yeah. And do you know what you do when you're camping? You play Truth or Dare. Truth or dare, again, always leads to something. Truth or dare. Would you Would you go truth or dare in that situation? What's your go-to? Do you have one? I don't think true. I, you'd say, see, I don't think there'd be any point you doing truth because you are far too giving with your fucking information anyway, as our <laughs> listeners know. So there'd be no point. But then again, I also think, would you do dare? Because again, when when we hear some of the things you've done already, <laughs> what dare are they going to come at you with? <laughs> exactly. I've, I've got that game beaten, really, because there's nothing yeah. that you can say or do that well. <laughs> that I he's either already done it or he's already told you. <laughs> so yeah, that's when Penny asks Drew and um, Darcy. You know, is, is is he letting her down gently? He's like, no, quite the opposite. I'm all serious about this. Yep. Uh, and did we get some others? I can't quite remember. No, there isn't I, my... really. I would have liked to see the extended version of this game where they do some crazy shit or, or anything. Um, but then inevitably, when it there is a truth or dare game, someone gets dared to kiss someone else. I feel like that's a go-to every yeah. time. Well, they, they say today, you kiss the next person who walks through the cafe. And lo and behold, it's Toadie. Um, he walks through. He's really pissed off, Toadie. He's really yeah, he fucking in a bad mood. He's he's fuming. He's been fuming all day. And he's probably knackered. And then he's got no electricity in his house. So he's gone, right, fuck it. I'll go to the coffee shop. Just And then they're like, right, come on, you've got to kiss Dean. He's like, what? I've got. He's like, oh, fine, whatever. Goes in to kiss her. Fucking hell, we figured out what's wrong with him. If this isn't the definition of a good old kiss up, I don't know what is. He proper. Got, he, he he basically goes, "You want to see me fucking kiss her? Watch this, cunts. Watch this, cunts. Full on, full on pash. The passion. Yeah, it is uh, very intense. Very passionate. And Dee gives it back. She is yeah. not, she's like, you can tell initially she's like, whoa, okay. But then she leans into this. There is, you can't see him because the tongues are bullying. Mm. Uh, and the, because so she sat down, he's kind of stood up. And uh, what he's... else, what else I noticed? <laughs> eyes closed. Both of them, eyes closed for this. You will argue it's because it is on screen and it is concoct, concocted. Um, but I will say it, it is because that is that is how you do a good old kiss up. <laughs> well, maybe I've been shown. I, you know, after that, that's probably the best kiss up I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, you also don't see where these hands are. Hands are. Uh, I reckon she has a good little shake there at some point. Wow! Just... <laughs> don't cheat it. This is a passionate moment. <laughs> and everyone else, what I like is everyone else's reaction. Everyone yeah. else is like. Oh, yeah, Steph and Drew are like, fuck you now. Gone for it. Um, 
And then this is the top. The army guy's obviously devastated. He's like, I've given up my entire dream for this <laughs> to get cuckolded a day later. And like, everyone's talking about it. Every, after the event, this is the talk of the street, the town, everything. Harold hears about it off someone, and Harold's like, woo. And then Lou <laughs> hears about it, and he tells Harold, and Harold goes, whoa, you shouldn't be talk- getting into this gossip. It, just five minutes earlier, he's gone, whoa, fucking yeah. It's it, Tony. She's fucking great, D. Yeah. So everyone's loving this, though. Yeah, it is a big, big moment. I don't remember seeing this first time around. Again, I think I might have stopped watching by this point. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember this at all. Uh, yeah. I don't remember it being this good. Uh, but they haven't spoke since. We like there's been no. the other characters have been speaking about this moment. The other D and Tony haven't been back together since. So I'm looking forward uh, in the next five episodes. Yeah, about five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five. We'll probably find out a little there's gonna be some sexual tension in the air. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them meeting up again and Well they live in the same fucking house. Yeah, they can't avoid each other. Nope. They can't avoid each other. And they probably can't sleep knowing the other ones in the other room as well. I think you're right. I think there'll be a moment where they're both up at the same time at night time. I don't know. I can see there being some sort of yeah, I think that's where it's going to kick off. They both get up because they can't sleep about each other and then they both bump in, into each other in the kitchen and end up going for it again. In the kitchen? In the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, well, there's no one else living in there now, is there? So nope. free reign of the entire house. But then that's when Stu comes back. I don't know why he would. I don't know if Stu's going to come back. I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, this army seems very lax. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, just come and go as you please. On leave. I'm on leave. Just found out there's no wars on, so let us all go yeah. on. Australia is well over there. No one's really annoyed with them. Yeah, they're quite happy to let us be. So they've, they've yeah. just deban- they've just cancelled the army. Just disbanded it. Said, so don't worry, if there is a war, we'll co- we'll get you all back. But for the time being, stand down. Just get yeah. about your lives. <laughs> what are you going to do with the army barracks turn, out, turn it into school looks like school anyway yeah <laughs> or maybe it'll be the police academy in a couple of weeks when Stu decides to be a fucking policeman have we got a policeman on the show at the moment no no we haven't we kind of need a policeman on the show really we had like the, the blonde girl who came oh yeah he was shagging Darcy yeah she was pottering about but I don't think there is a policeman no uh, they probably don't. They probably cancel crime as well. Just got listen. There's no crime at the moment. Uh, yeah, although there is a little bit of crime. Well, there's 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 a fox. There is a fox in a cage. You said fox in a cage lots last week. By the way, really? <laughs> yeah, you said fox in a cage about five times in a row. <laughs> uh, so yeah, fox in a cage. Uh, there being there is a fox in a cage, and they are being left notes going. You need to look after this fox in a cage. Yeah. Um, but Boyd gets bit by this fox because he's like he's just like a dickhead, just fucking sticks his hand there. To he watch. really is. I mean, out of the two of them, so this is Summer and Boyd. Boyd's yeah. about, what, 13, 14? Yeah, something like that. Summer's about 10. Summer is like so much cooler, better more knowledgeable than Boyd. She's like this street smart kid. Boyd is a fucking dope. He's on this like, 
extended learning program at high school and he's thick as shit really and summer's like he's like he's babysitter or something he's book smart but he's not street smart is he well done yeah you're quite right which one would you say you are book smart or street smart I'd have to be street smart, wouldn't I? I was de- definitely Tim. <laughs> I think it's, ob- it's obvious which one Tim is. But, <laughs> but smart is better than street smart. Tim would say. <laughs> he would do. Uh, who is this Tim you talk of? Is he a character on the show? <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, so yeah, he gets bit by a fox. And he hides it because that's what you do when you get bit by wild animals. You're like, oh, that'll be fine. Because he does, it's because he doesn't want people to know about the fox. However, the fox is in a massive cage in Harold's back garden, and we've already talked. Like people talk to each other on this street, the neighbours they go in each other's houses all the time. Surely everyone knows there's a fucking fox in a cage in Harold's back garden. Yeah, like, why? Why? He, Harold is mates with Rosie, who his who is Boyd's nan. None like he's trying to keep it a secret, but also keep it in plain sight on the street where everybody lives. Yeah, fucking idiot, this kid. So he get he gets bit by the fox, uh, and then after a couple of days, he decides to go to Carl uh, and goes, "Oh, I, I, I scratched it." He's like, "That's not a fucking scratch. It's teeth, my you dick." Yeah. Uh, Carl Carl's in a bad mood, obviously, because his wife thinks he's sixteen. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But we'll, get, well, we'll to that. get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and. This was a big revelation for me. Uh, I'll, I'll explain why. Because he's he's like, oh, have I got rabies? And Carl's like, no, rabies isn't a fucking thing. Whereas I was brought up, I don't know about you, Adam, but I was brought up in the 80s and 90s thinking rabies was a very real threat. Like, any time I saw a dog, I was like, fuck, that's got rabies. And if it gets anywhere, and if it bites me, I'm going to die of rabies. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd, I've I've heard of rabies, and if I was bitten by a wild animal like a like a fox or a wolf, I'd be like, "Whoa, better get this checked out." I won't fucking hide it in a fucking tea towel for a week, like fucking <laughs> boy. I would go to the doctors because I would be a bit worried. I didn't think any dog I ever saw might give me rabies, though. Did you know? Okay, maybe no. not. You know. Do you remember when we said before about looking at the parents? <laughs> <laughs> they are they scared i feel like they've told you uh, maybe when you were younger you said oh i'd really like a dog and they went rabies straight away, <laughs> straight away. Rayham was not wanting to get you a dog one christmas and used not the excuse of um dogs are for life not just for christmas or there's no one home to look after it or they cost a lot of money or you, you you're gonna have to clean up all the shit he didn't use any of those like normal excuses straight away maybe a bit of panic Fucking rabies. Yeah. Rabies is for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was that was a big revelation for me. I thought rabies was uh, a real big risk. And Carl's just like, no, it's not even a thing in Australia. Is that uh, an Australia fact? Yeah, it's an Australia fact. No rabies. Uh, I did a little research on UK rabies. And we've not had a case since 1902. Oh. Uh, there was one case in 1922, I think, that was rabies-like, that was found in a bat, but that was the only case of rabies we've had. Good, good Googling this week. We usually have somebody else who does stuff like that, but I'm glad you've taken up that mantle this, this week. That's really good. <laughs> Proving that maybe we could just do this ourselves. I, <laughs> I did like the little bit... Of, 
I think there was a little joke in there where I feel like Summer was trying to make it sound like he was going to become a werewolf at one point. <laughs> I'm sure there was a little Boyd might now be a werewolf. And like at the moment, we've got a fucking mental amnesia body swap storyline going on. <laughs> Why not a fucking werewolf at the same time? True. Should we talk about should we talk about amnesia? Yeah, we've got to it now. We've got to we've that. Got to it. We've got to it now, yeah. So Susan has decided she doesn't like staying with Carl. She's accepted the fact she's 16. Okay. She's, she's looked in the mirror. So uh, this is, yeah, so I was thinking about this. Obviously, um, mentioned, I think we mentioned this slightly in the Patreon, which is going to be free this week, you lucky knobheads. Uh, I started to think pedo watch it. <laughs> a little because. I have made a note about this. Okay, so Susan is... She's still Susan. She's like 45, 46, whatever she is. Um, But she thinks, for all intents and purposes, she's 16 at the moment. And Carl's like, stay at my house. (laughs) This is our bedroom. He's like, 16, you know, it's my 16th birthday. My mum and dad died years ago, blah, blah, blah. My friend's this person. I really like these musical artists. She's 16. In a red, she's 16. Carl's like... (laughs) <laughs> he is in it. Adam's doing the eyebrows there. Eyebrows. <laughs> what did you make a note of? Did you th- did you spot the same thing? I did spot the same thing as well. Uh, it is a because he later confides. He's at the pub. He's not even touched his meal. Uh, so Rose is like, right, I'm I'm the interfering bitch on this show. I'm gonna. She's fucking doing my head in. She's sticking <laughs> her fucking nose in any in everything. Meanwhile, a, a, a grandchild's been bitten by a fox. Couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, couldn't give a fuck. She needs to look closer to home there. Yes. Um, but she sees Carl. She's like, don't worry, I'm going to fix Carl. Come into Lou's office. So he comes in as a chat. And Carl makes it very, very clear that he's not tried to shag Susan since. <laughs> like, plainly clear. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I just don't know what to do. It's just really hard. And I haven't tried to shag you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make that really clear. I've not tried to shag you. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And Rosie's like, all right, you, you're protesting a little bit too much here. Um, yeah, but Susan does not want to stay. And she tells Livia, so she's like, I don't want to stay in this creepy guy's house. What I think, yeah, and what Susan's doing quite well, I think, or Jackie Woodburn is doing quite well in this. Because I've, I've mentioned a couple of times I fucking hate this storyline. It doesn't fit in with the show. It's mental that they thought this was an idea. This is like when they did like Young and the Restless or really shit American soaps. Like my brother's got amnesia and he turns out he was my dad and all. Oh, like weird shit going on. This is what this is. I, I was it, thinking more like uh, Joey in Days of Our Lives. That's exactly it. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Um, but what she does, and I think it is quite good how she does it. She now acts a little bit 16 like how she yeah. speaks is quite good and 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 her mannerisms are quite good oh yeah she quite, is, I, I think she she's is. doing her best with the shit she's been given here yeah. fair play to her and she, so that's it it's not only in her head she's she's 16 she she acts like she is and she talks like she is so I, we, I need, have to, we need to keep a watch of Carly. We need to keep yeah. an eye. <laughs> yeah, I have made notes here that that uh, Jackie Woodburn is acting up a storm here. She is doing her absolute best with this. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't think we are officially opening the watch at this point. Uh, but we'll kick the gears back into motion. Kind of like the army and the police at the moment in Erinsbury. They're not, nothing's quite going on just yet, but no. just, you know, 
just stay on alert just in case just keep your phone on just in case yeah we we should probably have a pager that like i think pedo pages <laughs> every we could this is for christmas is coming up a pedo pager basically yeah we're not keeping an eye on it but if you know if you've got a pedo pager and it goes 999 or whatever uh or it's... under 16 six like minus 16 is mm. like the the symbol if you know that if you get that everyone's like oh right yeah. let's let's strap up let's strap up uh i was thinking more like a kind of bat signal in the sky yes that would work also that would uh, i think that'd work quite well so you know the you know there's a blackout or whatever you know it's nighttime that's <laughs> so a kind of a blackout yeah uh, do you think, yeah, again, blackouts, I, I like that as a device. I like it because, you know, people can be intimate, but also in a blackout, I imagine you've, the pedo watch levels are heightened. Yeah. Um, Pedoing could happen in a blackout. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and what, will, what will stop them, what will make them think twice, just like in Batman, is where they see the thing in the sky and they go, oh, not tonight. Not tonight. Deterrent. Yeah, it is a deterrent. They go, ah, I've got, I've got a bad feeling about tonight, Al. What do you think the maybe try symbol tomorrow. would be? <laughs> I'd like to just think our podcast at this point. Okay. Just the podcast logo, and they go, ah, because we're synonymous now with it. Yeah. So um, we are we are the uh, the symbol of hope. <laughs> there you go. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we need to keep an eye on Kyle. But the storyline in general, it is rumbling on. This is like we've mentioned numerous times on this podcast. Neighbor stories last about eight minutes or one or two episodes, and then it's on to something else. This one, this is week three, right? Yeah. Here's the thing that, that I wondered: How long is it going to take for him to to send Susan to somebody? Because they, she was in the hospital originally because she bumped her head, and they were like, "Fucking hell, she's she thinks she's 16. Just took her home. <laughs> yeah, just haven't since haven't taken her back to a hospital to a, a psychiatrist, a counselor, absolutely nothing. Any sort of specialist, no specialist whatsoever, and they're just getting on with it and hoping she remembers. Like, <laughs> surely you take her to someone who can maybe do some sort of um, questioning or maybe try and delve into her psyche a little bit, maybe to the root of the problem, um, to try and get to the bottom of it all. Maybe, I don't know, some, maybe even something extravagant, like a hypnotist or something. I don't know. I'm not a specialist, but surely Carl, as a registered doctor, um, should be doing something here. Yeah, I think in a discharge notes, it just said, with Ranga's sister, she's coming down in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've not cast it yet, but she'll be there, don't worry. Uh, and they've gone, fine, well, nothing more we can do, really. If she sees the sister, then she'll be fine. She'll remember. Yeah. Because uh, this current thing is Carl wants her to stay in the house, allegedly, because it'll remind her of things. Like, being in your own house might remind her of stuff. I kind of get that a little bit. Um, but other than that, nothing. Not taking her anywhere. No. <laughs> it's if you, because she's really, again, Jackie Wood, Woodburn's doing a great job of this, but she's like... She's struggling to remember names. She, she's like, Carl. She did my do that. Children. It, which was so shit. Wow. You just said she's doing really well. But to like, it's the fact that you think you're 16, you you know Carl is Carl. 
<laughs> that's not in your like. He, you've been told this man, whether you know recognize him or not, is called Carl. You don't then need to go, Carl. You know he's called Carl. <laughs> but she might not have been listening. Possibly not. I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain my daughter forgets my name half the time. <laughs> she's maybe. She's got lots more things to be interested in than me, or remembering people's names and who people are. Um, what do you? Where do you think we're going? What's? What do you think is going to happen next with this? Then do you reckon it's going to be a sister rocking up? Is the next? Yeah, I reckon step? a sister rocking up is the next thing to go on, and that. Is that either going to work and cure her or just make things a lot worse? So we're into week three. How many weeks do you reckon we got of this story? Until she goes, fuck, I've remembered. I'm Susan. I'm 45. I don't know. Like, it is rattling on pretty quickly, this storyline. There is clear progression each week, to be fair. But uh, I don't know. At some point, Carmel's not going to work. And then they might go see her a specialist at some point. Um... I don't know. At some yeah, at some point Carly's gonna try and shag her again. That's gonna be one week. Okay, so we've got at least three or four more weeks then. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, it's a not... long time for a neighbor storyline, that. It is. Who knows where this is gonna go? And this is like the big storyline, I think, of you know, you look back on two thousand and two and this is the big storyline going on. Yeah. Slips on some milk. Um one more storyline to to rock up with, I think, is this one has been rumbling on for a while as well. It's not really been in the foreground, but it's coming to the foreground now. Is that lose money troubles? Yeah. It's been going on for a little while. Uh, and they're finally starting to catch up to him. Uh, Rosie accused him of stealing church money last week. Uh, but this week, she's sticking her arm in by going, do you know what? I'm just going to buy the pub. I'm me and you partners now. And Lou's like, oh, fucking hell, really? Oh, she's my girlfriend. I'm going to have to let her. This is the problem, in it. She, <laughs> where she got the money from to buy a pub? Probably stealing money from the church, I imagine. Yeah. Did she burn the church down on purpose? Was it like one of them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, the church is a massive pedo ring, so there's probably a lot of money in that. <laughs> Shit, maybe we do need to put the watch out again. Keep an eye on it. I did. I didn't think about the Catholic Church. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's sticking her in again because she answers his phone. Like, the phone's ringing and she just answers it. Like, last week she was accusing him point blank of robbing from the church. This week she's just answering his phone and discovering that he, he, she discovers that he's trying to sell his car. And he goes, oh, I'm just trying to upgrade it or something. But why are you answering his phone? You, there's no reason for her to answer his phone. Yeah, She's a nosy fucking bitch. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, she's right up in his business, and he's he's confessed as well. He might need to sell the house. Uh, I don't know what Toadie's going to do there, um, but yeah, he might need to sell that on. And um, and people are starting debt collectors are circling. It's that guy. What's he called? A uh, Royd guy. I've just put him down as. Yeah, what's he called? Uh, I don't know. He's just Royd. He's the one... he's Royd guy. He's the one who. So yeah, he tried to sell. Weird kid Paul the steroids. Then he was debt collecting for Tad when Tad got his identity stolen. He came to get his TV. He's back. Nathan! Is it Nathan? What I did then, and this is a trick for Susan, I talked (laughs) myself through things that I remembered about him and that jogged that in my mind. You saw it happen. No one has tried this yet with Susan Kennedy. (laughs) Nathan. 
Also, did you know who Nathan is? Do you know what? who the actor who plays him is? It's Luke Hemsworth. Fuck off. It is. I only knew this because I was looking. I I was looking to see what he was called on neighborsepisodes.com, a very useful uh, website for looking at neighborsepisodes.com. Uh, and I couldn't remember his name. And they just put Ride Guy as well, the guy who, used to, who does rides. And it said in brackets, Luke Hemsworth. The, so which Hemsworth is this? He's the least famous one. How many Hemsworths are there? Uh, Peyton, how many Hemsworths are there? There's three. She's signaling three. And he's the third one. He's the third Hemsworth. He's kind of like the Tim of the Hemsworths. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Tim. <laughs> That's good. He'll like that. He will like that. Grace will. Yeah. He is the he is the third Hemsworth. So he's not Chris. He's not Liam. He's he's Luke. Do we think we can get him? Let's fucking try. Make a fucking note of that. Let's try and get Luke Hemsworth. Um I don't mean maybe we could do a swap. They could have Tim for a bit. And we can get Luke. Just to say, listen, we can't do anything with him. They're you, probably thinking you, the same. <laughs> you have a try for a bit. Yeah. Pull it out there as a swap. <laughs> He's writing that down. I Try that and down. swap Tim with the Hemsworth. <laughs> I think it's a legit swap. I think they'll go for it. I think it is. I think they'll go for it. Yeah, so he's circling, trying to repo his, his shit. Uh, yeah, and that's that's where we leave it. He is, yeah. Uh, yeah, losing some real dire straits. Where's this money going to come from? What is, is something, something's going to have to break at this point. Uh, yeah, I, well, if he sells that, if he sells one of the houses on the street to Rosie, that gives her an in to get her family into the street. One thing I do want to mention here that's just I've, I've just remembered is so last time we did this podcast, there was like a storyline about some new neighbors moving into the to a house on the street. Yeah, that's been forgotten about. Absolutely nothing about it this week. No. Uh, maybe they're on the fox. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe they're the fox people. Maybe it's a family of foxes. Who knows? I'm, I'm looking forward to next next podcast when we can uh, talk about this further, having watched just five more episodes. Yeah, it should be very exciting. There's lots of things to look forward to. Uh, so we'll we will see you next week. Uh, Adam, thank you very much. No worries. Enjoyed it. Uh, I did too. I really did too. Do you get? Do, have you? Have you enjoyed the last couple a little bit more? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> They've certainly been different. Should we say? I, I can't quite put my finger on what that that different is, but I, yeah, they. They've been very enjoyable indeed. And I know people have enjoyed listening to them while we've had some great feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've enjoyed the regular podcast this week, we are, like you mentioned at the start, I'm just going to mention it again. Um, There is, there's a bit of a, it's a bit different on the Patreon now. Um, It's not going to be an extended one. It's going to be a special bonus, bonus little episode of us just chatting some shit. And this week you don't even have to pay a quid. Don't even have to. It's for free. Just a nice little taster of what you would get. And then if you like it, you know, coming forward, just put the pound in. It's only a pound a month. 
It's great. So, uh, so put your hand in your pocket. Not for those reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, and stay alert as well. Stay alert. I said we're not we're not fully reforming the watch just yet, but just just stay alert. Keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out because they're always keeping an eye out. So you keep an eye out too. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. <laughs>